0: Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. This is Bridget McGowan, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I have with me today, Tara Aites. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad to be here. Tara, you are a rock star. You are <laughs> you are knowledgeable in so many different areas. How did you get to being on the microphone and owning the microphone?
1: It started with my own, I'll say, transformation journey about two years ago. I had like a major breakup. We were together for like 20 years, my daughter's father. And it was like one of those life experiences when you feel like you've lost yourself, if that makes sense. I know a lot of women have done so. And it was a lot of looking within mind, body, spirit, you know, elevating my own frequency, healing my pain, and just figuring out the things that I had done that, you know, why did I lose my voice? How did I lose my voice? How did I get in this situation for like 20 years? And I felt like I'm not the same. You know, I, I've, I've lost touch with myself, my essence. I lost touch with my friend, <clears throat> you know, the relationship, the communication broke apart. And it was taking time to step away to do that inner reflection, to do that inner healing that really got me on this path. So I started doing these daily posts and daily challenges of 30 days of meditation, affirmation, pushups, um, just to... Anything to break the traditional programming of the patterns and the habits that I had, you know, the negative talk, it was remembering a new verse or scripture every day, anything that would raise my frequency, it was starting my day with meditation, it was doing daily affirmations, telling myself in mirror reflection, you know, I love you. You know, you're kind, you're caring, you are a child and a woman of God. So this became my food. It was feeding myself, embedding myself and surrounding myself with that, you know, listening to high vibration music, binary beats, listening to anything that was just not negative, staying away from like the news and things like that, that would bring down my frequency and just really being honest with one, my feelings and my thoughts and being mindful of them. And anytime I had a feeling or a thought that didn't necessarily serve me, you know, being honest that, you know, yes, I had that thought, forgiving that thought, but then shifting that thought or that thinking into making it something that was just more serving to me. And anything positive is serving than sitting there playing through the negative cycles that we've been through, because all that does is get you stuck and paralyzes you. What you need to do is to stop yourself from having that repetitive dialogue, because all that's going to do is trap you and paralyze you and keep you from moving forward.
0: It sounds like you had to lose your voice in order to find your voice. And in finding your voice, you made sure that you got rid of negativity and you filled yourself with as much positivity as you could. Am I hearing that correctly?
1: Absolutely. And not only that, in finding my voice, in healing myself along that journey, I found a way to help others that have also been through this path because I'm not the only you know, human being or the only woman that's lost themselves in their relationship because we're always giving to everyone else. We're giving to our partners, we're giving to our kids, we're giving to our careers, we're giving to our families, our friends. There's so many different layers and hats and masks that we wear as women, as, as entrepreneurs, as just moms, that there's always someone that has a need. But if we are not putting ourselves at the forefront and caring for ourselves, then how do we have anything to give to anybody else? So it really came down to just honestly being centered, being quiet. You know, it's okay that I lost myself, but I definitely found her. And I definitely here am here to help others never have that problem or to get back in touch with their true selves again as well.
0: Tara, how can the average person start getting rid of negativity so they can find their voice because let me venture with me on this thought. I think a lot of times people are afraid to own the microphone, not just because of the lights, the cameras, the microphone, the people, but it's because maybe they are experiencing what you experienced with losing your voice somewhat. And then realizing there was negativity you need to get rid of and start filling your life with positivity so how can the average person identify what needs to be deleted or reduced and what needs to be added to their lives what positivity needs to be added to their lives so they can find their voices and feel comfortable and confident in voicing themselves does that make sense
1: It 100% does, but (laughs) it's it's not an easy one to answer. It's going to be an honest self, have a mirror with yourself conversation. And it always starts with that look within because these are the invisible things. These are our thinking. These are our thoughts. You know, these are our feelings. No one else is going to see our feelings. No one else is going to feel our feelings or see our thoughts. So this is all our inner work that we have to do. So honestly, start with journaling be honest. You know, what are things that are in my life right now that honestly make me feel good? What are things that are in my life right now that are not making me feel good? What are the things that I feel are holding me back? What are the things that are in my life that are actually making me happy? What are the things that I want to change? Because a lot of times we look outwardly, but that's not the problem. Anything and everything that we want, is already within us it's already there we just have to see it we have to attract it we have to imagine it so a lot of times it's our limiting beliefs so once we have an honest assessment let's see what are we feeling do we feel good when we're around this person let's just keep it nice and simple do we not feel good when we're around this person and you know be honest this person can be the partner the husband the children the mom the dad the sisters the best friend from 20 years, the coworker that, or the college roommate, you know, just because a person is in your life for seasons or for years doesn't necessarily mean that they are a healthy attribute to your life. So be honest with yourself and start with how, again, does this person make me feel? And then what are the things that this person says to me? Or is this person feeding you negative talk? Are they reinforcing your own negative beliefs, or are they saying things to empower you? You know, Sometimes we're in a situation so long that we sometimes become afraid to be by ourselves that you just tolerate it and you just kind of hold it in and let these situations linger, even though our truth and our gut instinct is already told us, get away, this is not for you. But then we spend the years because of our comfortability and not being able to be uncomfortable to make that shift because in order for change in order for growth it is uncomfortable at times it is not always pretty it's not always fun but it will get you where you need to be and it will give you lasting love joy and happiness but it does have some uncomfortability <laughs> in the beginning but i ask you know bridget do you want to have uncomfortability for a temporary point of time or do you want to linger in years of inner turmoil and conflict? Because when you let the inner turmoil and conflict build up and accumulate, that causes disease within our body, and then that gets into my pet peeve and my topic that I love to talk about, which is the energy and the chakras. Once you're harboring all these emotions and these physical pain and this energy within your body, now you're gonna have blockages. Now you're gonna have disease. When you have disease. In your spirit, you cause disease within your body. It's very closely related. So when you have this stagnated energy, because energy is supposed to flow through you, we're like a river, it's supposed to always be flowing up and down through us. And there's different nervous sensors points in our body that are the chakras. I'm not going to jump into that because I don't know if that's your audience, (laughs) but there are these points within our body. They all control very clear, specific things that affect us. They affect us. You know, attracting money, our limitation beliefs, they affect our creativity, they affect our confidence, they affect our ability to love, they affect our ability to speak our truth, they affect our wisdom and our insight, and they affect our spirituality. Those are all just an overview of the chakras within our body, but those are very real, tangible things that all humans feel that we all have some type of resonation with. But it just depends on are we aware and do we pay attention? to the energy and the alignment of our body. So again, it starts with being uncomfortable, having that honest conversation, but our thoughts and our energy, they all have an emotion and they all, to go deeper, have an energy level or frequency. So there's, (laughs) I don't wanna get too deep into the science of it, but (laughs) there's certain emotions that are below a level of 200 from pain, anger, sadness, fear, mistrust, that are always going to self-sabotage a human being if they are constantly thinking or vibrating on this frequency. It's not until you get above a level of 200, and this is all based on kinesiology, David Hawkins, power versus force. There's a consciousness level. I could send it to you because if you're interested, you seem like you're interested if you'd like to know more, but when you get to love, courage, acceptance, happiness, joy, these are the emotions above 200 where you're not sabotaging yourself and where you can actually grow and thrive and just flourish as a human being. So
0: everything has an energy. Um, so I'll try to keep it there. (laughs) (laughs) No, everybody, I I mean, this is kind of like a twofer here. You are going to get presentation skills concepts, but you're also going to get some life and energy and healing concepts. When you talked about the temporary discomfort, it made me think about remodeling a house or remodeling a room, right? There's that That temporary discomfort, right? Where you're displaced. Bridget, I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Because a short amount of time, but once that remodel is done, then you're able to enjoy it. Then that you're fully comfortable or you're more comfortable than you were Mm -hmm. prior to and during the remodel. That's what it made me think about. And you talked about people whether they are relatives, whether they are friends, whether they are colleagues and assessing, if they make you happy, I am going to go a step further and Mm -hmm. say that in pouring positivity into ourselves. So you can find Mm -hmm. your voice to put you in a position to want to speak Mm -hmm. up. I am going to take it a step further and say, look at the people in your life, but also look at things and look at ideas. Are those Mm -hmm things making you happy. And if there's anything around you that doesn't yes. make you happy, maybe you need to get rid of that. And if there yes. are ideas <laughs> that you have. Yep, absolutely. And there are silent yes. messages it. and thoughts, right? That yes, get the your way there. of yes. being successful, of being your absolute best. You need to get rid of those. So tell me, Tara, what are some thoughts or things that you keep around you or that you say to yourself before you make a presentation that help you make sure you give your audience 100%?
1: Goes back to those daily affirmations that I started many moons ago. You know, I am love. I am kindness. I'm creativity. You know, I am a woman of God. You know, I'm here to speak the truth. I'm here to share. I'm here to help. You know, I'm here to become. I'm here to manifest. You know, these are the things that I say to myself. And honestly, before I do anything, I burn some sage. I say a prayer. I meditate, and then I just, you know, honestly let go. And then I turn over to God. I have a, a strong faith, and I believe that what I am supposed to say will be shared and will come out when it's appropriate. I'll go through bullet points, but I don't do scripts. I don't do any reading. I speak from the heart, and I speak what is in the moment and what I I feel compelled to share and to say, honestly. Mm,
0: Everybody, Tara uh, Eights is a certified Reiki master and knowledge broker who helps entrepreneurs align so they can grow their businesses without stress by using Reiki. She is the CEO and founder of 30 Day Lifestyle LLC and her ultimate life goal is to help heal and elevate the frequency of the world she plans to do this in a variety of ways beginning with helping others learn how to self-care for themselves with her book inner change outer change through her alignment program for the chakras and mindset and uh, her cre- her course Uh, DIY uh, Reiki and that's on the horizon on her journey to self-discovery and self-healing she discovered her unique superpower which is nurturing if you couldn't tell already her life has already 100% changed forever she's on fire she's ready to serve she wants to inspire people to act and do what it takes to make a difference if you've not been told before Tara is the one to tell you you are worth it. There is something inside of you that is wanting more out of life. And part of her moral obligation is to help people rid themselves of anxiety, get rid of stress and worry, get themselves aligned so they can be on fire too. What do you do, speaking of fire, what do you do to ignite your audiences Tara what what is it that has people on the edges of their seats listening can't wait to hear more what do you do
1: you have to have them engage, Bridget you have to have a a rapport with them you don't just want to you know you're not talking to a wall you're talking to human beings and with humans there's an energy there's a vibe there's a frequency so from the very beginning Get them involved. Ask them a question. Don't just be generic and say, hey, how's everyone doing? No. Who out there wants to make a difference? I want to make a difference. These are things that I want to do. Guess what I also want to do? I like to make money. Who else likes to make a lot of money? Who says that we can't make a lot of money and help other people feel good? So you have to get everyone involved, but be honest. This is, you know, we're doing work here. People like to be rewarded for their work, but if you get the obvious things out there, then there's no guise, there's no disguise. Everything is transparent. I wanna help, but I also wanna make a lot of money helping. Okay, great, she's obvious about that. But how does she do it? Oh, it definitely works. So let's start with this, let's start with that. Let's figure out where you are. We have to assess where we're at. I don't just jump into anything blindly. You know, like when you're cooking, you know, I I like to go to cooking, you know, we're women we do a lot of cooking. And when you're making, you know, rice or you're boiling eggs, you boil the water first, throw a little salt in it. You don't just turn it on and just say, no, it's not ready. Before you cook anything, thing, you got to make sure your, your fire your pot is ready. The same thing, you have to see where a person is at. You know, if we're going through the steps, you want to clean your meat, you want to season your meat, you don't want to just put it in the pot. You don't just, you want to clean it. You know, that's another thing. Don't just season it. What about cleaning it? What about soaking it some vinegar, soaking it some lemon water? You know, something's to get the filth off it. Let's see where we're <laughs> at. <laughs> then we start treating it and then we'll get ready to be prepared. Same thing with humans, where are you at? What is the accumulation? Because our experiences are usually an accumulation of things that we've dealt with or combined or have survived in our lifetime to date. That's usually what our experiences are, but it's all meant, I believe, for our greater good. I don't believe that experiences are there to hurt us. Some of them cause us pain, but that pain usually allows us to stretch or to grow. So again, where is a person at? So I usually like to say, okay, let's let's figure out an assessment. Let's have a discovery call. Let's have this one-on-one. Let's see what's going on. What are the things? And we're not gonna change everything, you know, in maybe eight weeks, but let's start with three. <laughs> let's, 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 let's keep it simple. Let's be realistic. Let's be honest. We're not going to overwhelm and we're not gonna set ourselves up for failure. Let's keep it simple. What are the top three things that you might wanna address? So typically it's people's limiting beliefs it's nervousness and stress and frustration and usually it's some type of you know past pain or things like that that are getting in the way and a lot of us are getting over our childhood issues as adults and that takes up a lot of our time and a lot of our energy but as soon as we can free ourselves of the things that we're holding on to or we've accumulated then we can fly because all of those experiences taught us something. So we have to try to be faster at letting go of the pain and look at the knowledge or the experience that we gained from that circumstance. Even if it hurt, what did we get out of it? How did it make us better? Or how did it make us stronger? Once we take that, then how can we apply that to work to our favor? I like to figure out how things work for me. We've all had things that have happened to us. Let's not have those experiences happen in vain. So (laughs) let's figure out how can this work to my greater good and then the greater good of those that I'm here to be of service to. So if I have a story that I healed myself after getting out of a two-decade relationship, guess what? Maybe I can help another woman that's sitting there at home that's not has not been able to let go, that is maybe still stuck in that depression, that anger, that fear, that loneliness to free herself sooner. Because guess what? As soon as she does, who's to say what will happen? Quite honestly, maybe that situation, that love may come back around. But if not, you'll be free to have that love return to you as soon as you can let go of the pain of it. So again, it's a lot of it is to release and to be free so that we can attract because everything that we really need is already given to us and it's already within us. We just have to dig through the layers that are blocking it so that we can see it and that we can attract it. But a lot of manifestation, a lot of visualization, but these are all things that we can control because we can only control ourselves in life. We can't control any other person. It's the hardest thing, but it's also the easiest thing to do is controlling and mastering ourselves.
0: I heard engagement and visualization, among other things, but those were two <laughs> words. Those were two yes. words <laughs> for me, Tara, When, w- w- in terms of just finding that secret sauce. Like, what is it that you do to make sure that you, you get audiences on the edges of their seats? And I heard engagement. I heard visualization. I heard that it's already within you. I want to talk a little bit more about the engagement and visualization piece. Okay. About engagement. You were talking about asking the audience a question. And you know something that you did with the questions that you threw out there as examples, they were questions that all... All of them move the audience in the direction of answering in the affirmative. Who wants to make money? Who who wants Right. All of the questions that you were posing were questions that were going to have the audience thinking positively. For the listeners, I want you to think about this. Whenever you ask your audience a question, whether it is to engage them or if it is to assess their understanding of the content that you have presented... Always ask questions that have them thinking in the affirmative. You want everything you say and everything you do to move your audiences in the direction you want them to go. And the direction you always want them going, as much as possible, is in a positive direction. As much as possible. Yes, there may be moments because presentations are supposed to be hills and b- valleys, they're supposed to be peaks and valleys. They're supposed to take them on an emotional roller coaster, if you will. But there should be more ups than there are downs and every question that you ask it needs to move them in the direction that you want them to go i want you to never ask your audience are there any questions and here's why the answer is always no and it's a problematic question it causes them to have to think too hard so these are the kinds of questions i want you to ask your audience and here is where we connect to the visualizations you want your audience to visualize where they can be. You want them to visualize the possibilities. You want them to visualize a better life after having spent those 30, 60, 90 minutes with you in your presentation. The kinds of questions I want you to ask your audience are these four kinds I want you to ask questions that get your audience excited that move your audience to change their behaviors, that move your audience to apply the information you've given them to their personal lives, to their businesses, what have you. And then the fourth kind of question I want you to ask your audiences is the kinds of questions that have them thinking big picture or that have them planning for the future. Some examples of these questions are going to be as follows. One, if you want to get them excited, simply ask them, what do you like about x okay and x is whatever your topic is whatever it is you just covered whatever it is you need to get them excited about what do you like about it what can you not wait to try if you want to change their behavior ask them based on fill in the blank whatever it was you just talked about what will you do differently what will you say differently how will you move differently if you want them to apply the information you just shared apply it to their business, apply it to their personal lives. Simply ask them, how do you see yourself using this? For, for what part of your life do you see this radically changing things? And then if you want them to think big picture, if you want them to plan for the future, ask them, what does this information, what does this new knowledge, what does this new theory, what does it mean for X, what does it mean for your child? What does it mean for your relationship? What does it mean for your business? And have them really sit and think about that. So get them excited. Ask questions that get them excited. Ask questions that have them changing their behaviors. Ask questions that have them applying what you shared. And ask questions that have them thinking big picture and have them planning for the future. Speaking of the future, what do you? Think about that has you over the moon, Tara, when it comes to your speaking engagements, when it comes to your presentations and owning the microphone, whether in person or virtually. What are you excited for the future?
1: I'm excited for just doing more, just honestly, more speaking to more people, engaging with more people, sharing my message with more people, helping more people free themselves from their limiting beliefs and from their their current conditioning, because honestly, we are just an accumulation of conditioning of our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, because honestly no one had a manual. You know, we were all were taught by the best that they knew how to do at that time to help them survive, not to help them thrive, but to survive. So this is now the time, the generation of us learning to thrive,
0: not just survive and just based on the limiting beliefs of the past. If there was one last lesson you could teach us on making sure we always show up and show out on the microphone, what would it be?
1: Be consistent. Don't let your temporary emotional state stop you from keeping your commitments because a lot of times we may not feel like doing things, but so what? If you have made a commitment, keep your word Honor yourself, honor yourself, honor honor the person that you are committed to because you're worth it and they're worth it. Don't take engagement lightly because you never know who you're speaking with. You never know who is waiting to hear your message because who's to say when that moment in time is gonna be replayed at the exact time for the person that it's meant for. There's so many mystical things in place that we have no awareness or idea about but they are there, they play out, just trust and believe. And I believe in just keeping my word, being committed and moving forward and taking action. It may be imperfect action at times, but taking action is the key. Wear the crooked crown and don't stay paralyzed as the perfect princess is all I'll end it with.
0: Ooh, don't stay paralyzed as the perfect princess. I love alliteration as it is, but <laughs> that joke just did it for me it's, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much thank you miss Bridget it was my pleasure excellent everybody thank you for listening to this episode this is Bridget McGowan until next time make sure you always own the microphone